0: I can't pass a hitman. All welcome in final out of the radio program. It is a lunch with listeners. Gas puck. Uh, Our friend uh, Chad is here. Chad Beck, who won the uh, the KJR March Madness uh, bracket, and then uh, and then. The Blazers, Calabro, and Wheels dropped the ball on his playoff tickets, and so uh, we had to make it up to him. He said, "I want to come in and visit with Gastonpuff." So here's what we're doing: sit in on their show.
1: Guy works for the city of Bellevue, and I'm trying to talk him into like, let's do something fun. Let's shut down the water at Russell Wilson's (laughs) place, just for for a laugh, just for a goof, and we'll cause. Hey, Russell, is your water running? Well, no. As a matter of fact, it's not.
0: Well, there you go. Just cold water. (laughs) Poor, poor Russell. Yeah. Uh, So uh, Chad's here, so we're happy to have him in here uh, talking sports. It was very nice. He had paid us a great compliments here at the radio station because he was in the he was in the he was in the Coast Guard. He had traveled all around the world, and he said that uh, KJR a little piece of his home. He, yeah. It kept him connected to what was happening back home.
1: He found Makes he found Japanese sports radio a little off putting <laughs> since he is not necessarily fluent in Japanese. So he thought the Fiji sports radio was unbelievable. Oh God, I'd go to Fiji? Were you in Fiji ever, you man? I'd, Fiji? Oh, I'd go to Fiji right now. Yeah.
0: I'm like I would have been like one of the characters. uh what was that? What uh, Mel Gibson movie with uh God? Where they they were shipwrecked? I would have just stayed there. If that, I were if I was Chad, I would have just stayed in in Fiji or Tahiti. See, you know what? Uh, you guys go. I'm going to stay here.
1: See, if I was in the military, if I was in the Coast Guard, and they and they put me, this is how I'd end up in prison because they'd put me in Fiji <laughs> and they would go, okay, well now we're moving you. Like, well, no, I'm no, not leaving. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm a deserter. I, I don't know whose was, side it, you're on here, but I'm not leaving. F- Fiji feels like it needs me a, to protect what call them. A
0: wall deserter? Yeah, I'd be that guy. I like, wouldn't even. Probably- I'll be right here having rum at this bar, but I'm not leaving. But I'm te- we're telling him. like yeah. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. You can charge me with whatever you want to charge, but Do I'm whatever not whatever you in- want. Uh, we, ha- we haven't done this. This is my fault. We have a poll question that, oh, okay. that is, it, uh, surrounds uh, the, the great Chuck Knox, who again passed away at the age of 86 yesterday.
1: And the only reason I bring it up is because you're going to be surprised by this. I'm surprised by it. We okay. have a tenacious two-way battle for really? first. And again, I wish we could add like 10 uh, selections today, because Chuck Knox, our poll question was they delivered many memorable lines, and we put out four of them that could be, you could vote on your favorite, and already a few people have thrown out some other ones that we didn't use, but the four we picked were A, football players make football plays, B, the six Ps, which was perfect practice prevents piss-poor performance, (laughs) C, nothing good happens by accident.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: And then D if you could have won you should have won. Yeah, it's I a, like that. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh and right now it is a two it is entirely too close to call at Gasman 206. Players making plays 36% and 6P's 35 wow percent the other two are way behind yeah. could have should have his third and nothing good is fourth and
0: football players make football plays is is an all-timer yeah it's just an absolute all-time My the bet we finesse and i would always joke about it but and i never covered him obviously i'm seven eight but uh when you'd listen to him and, and god the late great you know whether it was on the post game show or pre it was oh, the game show with wayne cody mm-hmm. god bless wayne and they'd have him on there, and you know and he'd finally get done with you know everything else, talking to like the the beat guys, and he'd go up and do his little radio hit, and he would just say stuff like, "So what's uh, what's wrong with um, with Dornick? I mean, he's got a knee. <laughs> 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 That's it. That's it. Yeah, your... He's got a knee. <laughs> he's got an elbow. I mean, he was just so kind of matter of fact and blunt, and just the uh, salt of the earth man. I just." Yeah, I missed that guy. I missed that coach. That was that was just that was so much fun to watch. That era of Seahawks football. It's fun to watch this era of Seahawks football, but I don't know that because it was just it was the first time. Right, the first time right. they were really good. They were relevant. They were yeah. they were they were
1: not nationally relevant at all until he no. got her. You may have seen this because it's been in a lot of the reports, but I, I was a little surprised by it, and I looked it up to just to kind of look at some of the numbers. How many guys won more games than him? Do you know off the top of your head in the NFL as a head coach?
0: Oh, in the NFL. In
1: the NFL. How many guys won more games?
0: No, I don't know. No idea.
1: Nine. That's it. He's 10th. He's 10th all time. Shula is number one. Then Halas. <sighs> Belichick, who will get in the Hall of Fame whenever yeah. you know, whenever they decide. Wow. Uh, La- these are all Hall of Famers. Landry is fourth. Curly Lambeau is fifth. Mm. Chuck Knoll is sixth. All of them in the Hall of Fame. And then there's four guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Marty Schottenheimer. Dan Reeves, Andy Reid, who's still active, yeah. and still stacking up wins, and then Knox. Then Parcells is right behind Knox, one game or ten games behind him, and he's in the hall. There are other guys behind him in the Hall of Fame. It's kind of funny you kinda of look at Knox and you look at some of the guys who are in the Hall of Fame and you, you think, hey, he probably should be. Now the knock on him was he never had great postseason success.
0: Never was and you know that was one with, well, Seattle in that day and age. I mean, Seattle, that was just such an extremely difficult division. It mm-hmm. was just brutal how difficult it was because not only was it, this isn't this is the heyday of the Raiders. This is in the heyday of the Broncos. The Chiefs were damn good. Yeah, right. You know, the one team you picked on were the Chargers, and that was it. Yeah. And you kind of picked on them, but, boy, it was tough sledding. I mean, you know, was it 89, 88 when they finally beat uh, Kansas City there? It's the famous Dave Craig in the back of the end zone. had been sacked eight times. By the late Derek Thomas, and he gets away from a ninth sack and finds, uh, University of Washington's own, the pride of Husky football, the pride of Montlake, Paul Scanzie in the yeah. back of the end zone, uh, for a game winner. And so that, it was always hard to play there. And, uh, they never were, they never played well against Denver. The Raiders, they always had epic games against the Raiders. But yeah, that was a, that was a tough sledding period of time for them. The Rams, I think he went to the conference his first go round because the second go around was not good. But his first go round, I think he went to the conference championship game three years. Right, just never never broke through and got Mm -hmm. into the Super Bowl. Had he probably played in a Super Bowl, whether he'd won or lost, he's probably in.
1: Well, I was just going to tell you, so the 20th winningest coach of all time is a Hall of Famer. 154 wins, Marv Levy. Now, Marv got to four Super Bowls and infamously lost all four of them. So well, it's, it's it's interesting, and, and look, I love Marv Levy, yeah. and he should. You know, but I kind of look at that.
0: He and deserves go, to be in. If he's in
1: there, then then Chuck probably
0: should have gotten in. I think with his success on every stop he went to, minus the last stop, right? Okay, but to three teams, to three to to be the first head coach, the only head coach to take three teams to three playoff appearances, you know, I think there's longevity of of what he has done in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, we're biased. I think he should be in. Sure, and, and I don't think not getting to a Super Bowl and winning it. It should be the well. You have to have gone to a Super Bowl to get in,
1: right? Like, I don't think right, that should be it, right? And he was a good enough coach. I mean, Bud Grant is in, but again, another yeah. one got to, got to a bunch of Super Bowls, never won. I mean, yeah, is you know, Mike Holmgren's not in the Hall of Fame.
0: Well, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely.
1: There's a guy who won a Super Bowl. He's got 174 Man, career come wins. On. Uh, and 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 this is where to me you look at the Hall of Fame. Well, do we talk about his other things? I mean, Mike Holmgren had a dramatic impact on the game in San Francisco as the offensive coordinator down there.
0: Yeah, San Francisco dramatic. here, and then obviously what he did in Green Bay, and then what he did in Seattle. to take two different teams to Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, he's he beyond. He's He's beyond deserving of getting into in getting into can. He should. I mean, it, the fact that it's taken this long is kind of embarrassing, really.
1: And I agree with you. And even if I didn't, I'd say I did because he's <laughs> a big guy and he 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 has a he's a lurker. You look sure. up and all of a sudden he's in the building. Yes, I don't need Holmgren there. coming after me. Yeah. But I agree with you. I I think Mike should be in there. It's it's uh, and you know, it's it's, it's, it's like Bill Cowler's not in yet. Yeah, I think uh Cower, a guy who should be in there, won a couple. Oh. He won a couple Super Bowls, dude. Got to look back up. Yeah, I think th- Cower seems like a Hall of Fame coach to me.
0: Yeah, I feel, I feel like he is. Nineteenth
1: yeah. winningest, but yeah. all these guys behind Chuck Knox, the tenth wow. winningest great. coach ever, and he was ninth until Andy Reid got around him yeah. last year.
0: Uh, Claire Farnsworth joined us early in the show you can go back and listen to that it's uh, up on the uh, podcast will be uh, later today also Eugene Robinson another reminder Brian Bosworth coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe the other top stories obviously Robinson Cano we don't have a diff- uh, definitive timetable yet how long he's going to be out for I know he's going to go see a hand specialist and we'll find out uh, what will happen with uh, with Robbie Cano? But that stinks for him. It stinks for the Mariners. They're playing good baseball, despite what happened this past weekend in Detroit. You you, you kick it. I mean, this just happens. You you you're going to lose to teams that you should lose to. It's yep. baseball. Yeah. It's too long of a season not to have a stinker of a series like they did, and they had it one against Detroit. Uh, they, I guess the good news and the silver lining behind this whole thing is this schedule for the rest of this month uh, is fairly easy for them. They're just on paper. On paper, it is. So they could probably be able to navigate these waters and be okay once they get into June. I mean, the June schedule is is brutal for them in terms of who they play. Uh, Gordon Beckham, the move has been official today. Gordon Beckham is up with the team, and uh, so he will take his spot. And there was some thought: we will they move D Gordon? you know from center field back to second base but no, they're going to they're going to keep D Gordon center field and I think that's probably the uh, the wise move. And then the other big story, the really the biggest story today is the US Supreme Court uh ruled in favor of the state of New Jersey uh to have uh, legalized sports gambling now in that state. They've been at it for past uh, past 6 years on trying to get this done and they finally did. So the Supreme Court ruled in favor of New Jersey against all the professional sports leagues, and the NCAA. So now it opens up the gates for everybody else in every other state to gamble. There's 20 states that had signed a petition uh, showing their support for New Jersey. Uh, Washington, not one of those states. But I guess the question here, lunch with listeners, and if you want to participate, you can, at 286-9595 and 1-800-829-0950. One of you will come away with a fantastic gift card. We'll buy lunch for you. The Other Coast Cafe, three great shops around the area. Ballard, Queen Anne, and Capitol Hill lunches on us by just participating. Do you, like, for our listeners right now, and I just, I don't know why I assume this because I probably shouldn't. I assume everyone that's a sports fan gambles because every sports fan, everybody of mine yeah. that we hang out, we're big sports fans, we all gamble. Yeah, we hang out with some low-lifes. We so. do. But how much does this change? people's now outlook on gambling are you one of these people that is a sports fan Mm -hmm. but oh god there's something taboo about gambling so i don't want to gamble if it becomes legal here in washington will which it will at some point it will become legal here Mm -hmm. that um does it change your view on it does it make you want to gamble more now that the u.s supreme court has weighed in today
1: i i think i think it almost definitely does just because you know, again, put yourself in the shoes of a guy. Let let's say a guy like you who's not a degenerate, okay. And you've got a wife, and you got two kids. Do you want to be skulking around behind their back, calling your guy, "Hey, hey, give me give me a buck on <laughs> on the Browns," give me a, and okay, I got to meet you on Saturday. Oh some uh, sure. As opposed to, "Hey, honey, I'm going down to the the Seven Eleven, and while I'm there, I'm going to get an NFL parlay card, yeah. like buying a lottery ticket, which is what it's going to become like for people. I mean, yeah, We already have legalized gambling in this state. We have a lottery, yeah."
0: You're exactly right. This is going to give you a chance to have some fun. Yeah. And, 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 and give you better odds. This is, it's better than going down and picking a powerball number. At least, at least you can shave the odds. You can feel like I know what I'm talking about here. I've watched them play. Okay. So and so's injured. So and so is not playing. I like the spread here. I mean there's a there's a lot more thinking going on to it than hey I'm gonna go down to seven eleven and pick some random numbers or scratch off ten tickets in a row, right?
1: Watch this. No our luck we're we're gonna we're gonna get illegalized. And like the first weekend some quirky thing's gonna happen and the state of Washington's gonna owe everybody ten bazillion dollars. Yeah. We're have to sell the space needle to Oregon. <laughs> yeah. We're completely broke now. We accidentally oh. were paying out too much on our football pool. So I guess my question would be this at
0: two eight six nine five nine five one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero. Lunch with listeners. Do you gamble right now? Do you place a bet right now? And will the if they change the law, will this encourage you to gamble even more? Like, do you call up a guy right now? Uh, you know, Phil and you know tacoma mm-hmm. hey phil i'd like a 10 tonight on the warriors mm-hmm. uh, to cover against the rockets i call chad No, uh, chad yeah chad's my guy up well, he's in the out north, on his and, heated beach yeah uh brad uh, brad who's a loyal listener gives us a call lunch with listeners mm-hmm. as brad knows the rules brad you must tell us what you're having for lunch before you can participate sir
2: well i'm having a uh, chicken corn jalapeno cheddar chowder in a cornbread bowl
0: you know, have you ever noticed Brad has got the most elaborate and yeah, the, the most the, the best tasting lunches ever? And have to, I think he's making it up? I half think the Brad's time.
1: having a quarter pounder with cheese, <laughs> yeah, but I this think, sounds a lot cooler.
0: I think Brad's having grilled cheese and tomato soup, but yeah, he makes right. it sound unbelievable. Right. Yeah, he makes it sound good. <laughs> a lot of the deal no
2: it's just it's just inventive it's just more fun that way it makes the food taste better you right. just add a little maybe 10 more minutes
0: to your meal meal prep time so right. and and gas appreciates that being a james beard award winner mm-hmm. chef yes i am you i gave
1: my sense. award back because i think <laughs> awards are for something not for cooking creativity uh, not for me
0: oh uh, were you uh were you grateful to get the reward i, I thank
1: <laughs> all the people who made it possible <laughs> yes
0: brad uh gambling do you gamble now and uh, uh would you gamble more in the future if uh, it becomes legal here in Washington? State?
2: I kinda like the idea of if you just go down to the local seven eleven or Safeway or whatever, and you go to get like you would uh, a Keno ticket or a lotto ticket sure. if it's that way, then I might do it do it uh sometimes, but I do not gamble and uh had an ex girlfriend that used to gamble away or rent money and stuff, and oh, I oh just boy. I just think it's an ugly thing but okay and it's not bad. Like I, everyone tweets their own and I have gone to Vegas and I have bet on, uh, I also lost, uh, one time I, put 500 bucks on the Vikings to win the Super Bowl when they actually were like 500 to one when they went 15 and one I was super pissed that <laughs> Atlanta beat them <laughs> Eugene Robinson's Atlanta team. yes yeah, I anyways Chris Chandler um I do think the benefit would be nice for you know like you said like uh raising money for for you know homeless or for programs or whatever else we do need extra income like that that part of it I would be for you know definitely for that but yeah. uh I don't know if I would definitely I don't know that if I, that I would definitely uh, wager more money on it but um, I don't think it's a bad thing
0: okay. you I know I just not for me yeah gotcha got your got you, bad appreciate it let me grab uh Bob is in bothell Bob what's for lunch
3: oh it's a uh, enchilada with cheese i'm sorry i'm in this warehouse type of atmosphere but I have to eat where you can you sound like and... a, you
0: sound like softy's commercials sometimes right? <laughs> <He's always, laughs> softy's commercial he's always like in a, a warehouse someplace. if you're gonna
1: call our show can you get to a better sounding room please <laughs> yeah. that's a very high point, important
0: thing for us i'm sorry guys hey sorry. i love the enchilada God, I kind of love a good enchilada all right uh, bob do you gamble now and will you gamble more if uh, if we pass it here
3: I never did, but I had a friend um, that did the uh, phone gambling. I guess it was sure illegal. What he was saying, you know, because in the state of Washington, you couldn't do it, so he just, you know, all, I have a bookie, but yeah. I always, um, he was always cautious about it. Hold on, I can move now.
0: He was always cautious <laughs> okay, about Bob. it, Bob. It still sounds bit terrible. Can you move again, Bob? Please.
3: <laughs> Is this better? Yeah. Maybe, be
0: maybe, maybe, maybe move a foot to your right.
3: anyway okay that's perfect okay all right well he said that um what what i believe about it that this is a great opportunity for seattle to get off big businesses with these stupid head taxes that they want to do i'm a big sports fan and when people start calling in and i know they're going to saying oh how come the owners don't pay for these stadiums how come you know we're, we're not dealing with the homeless people there came out a report a year ago i read because I just moved back to Seattle, there are so many tourism jobs here in Seattle that people can actually get a job and not just have a handout. And this gambling extra income would actually help with some of these people getting trained in positions that would be useful for us so they could get off the streets, get off the homelessness track, get a good job, and then proceed from there. I look at the benefits of it. I know there's going to be calls. It's all. It's addictive. It's more addictive than going to casinos. To me, it's do what you will and always use yeah. moderation. Yeah, you know,
0: and I pretty yeah, and that's I just want like tonight. Uh instead of having to go through the loops there and, and the hoops that I have to go through to place money tonight and the Warriors getting a point and a half, mm-hmm. I'd like to just do it on my phone or on my way home. Right, Swing by the 7-Eleven. It's 85 degrees out. I want to get a Slurpee. It'd be great if it was a vanilla Coke Slurpee place and I want to get some nachos with that cheese sauce. And then I want to place a wager tonight on the game. That's it's, what I'd like. It's interesting to think about how they will
1: do it. I mean, we keep saying it will be a convenience store. Maybe it won't. Maybe they will do it where you have to go to an OTB kind of oh, place. I mean, fine. you know, how, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. If it's uh, if it's a nice, easy, you know, convenient thing to do. Yeah. I, again, to me, it is no different than than the lottery tickets.
0: I agree. With it's let just me not. Let me uh, get through these phone calls. Uh, a lot of people waiting. By uh, Kyle's and uh, Yakima. Kyle, quickly, what's for lunch uh, today? I am having some
4: tacos. Nice. Got to go Mexican food in Yakima.
0: There you go. All right, Kyle. All right, the thumbs up, thumbs down on the news of the Supreme Court and gambling. You a gambler?
4: Yeah, so I I love to play basketball uh, for sure and and bet on, on football games. Um, I think it's cool, and, and the part, I guess, that I envision or what excites me about it, is having the opportunity to get a group of buddies together like you would for a poker night. Yeah. And everybody runs out, you know, to 7-Eleven down the street, grab your beer and grab your bets, and then go watch the games together. And that's going to make it so much fun as you bet against each other or, you know, half the guys win big and then they have to go buy the first round or whatever. You know, it just sounds like such a fun uh, addition to... Sports, yeah. Like I love doing it, but when you can do it legally with a group of buddies, that's that's what I'm talking it's about.
0: It's even better. I appreciate it, Kyle. Uh, Victor's in Shoreline. Victor, what's for lunch today? Hey, spicy chicken strips from Ezel's with blue cheese dressing. Oh my lord! God bless. You. I kept getting better with every word God you added to it. Bless America, uh Victor. What do you think of the idea of a uh, sports gambling? Are you a gambler? Do you like this uh, move today by the Supreme Court? Yeah, it's gonna hurt the two layup tribes because I'm gonna transfer from there to Washington State Gambling when it's in. So no more slots. All right. Well, yeah. Here's the thing, I mean, and I don't know this. Like, I want I want to know what the involvement with the with the casino tribes will be. Like, what will it be? I mean, will they be able to have sports books? I mean, I no, I don't know the answer to any of this stuff, but I'm curious. You know, you know, at the EQC, well, not EQC, but like at Muckle Shoots at Snoqualmie. At uh, Toledo, will I be? Able, will they right. be able to put a sports book
1: out I, You know, I don't. And again, we're we're so far ahead. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. there'll all be stuff that'll have to be legislated. You know, it, it'd be nice to think I this. I just is opened gonna, up my
0: first present today.
1: This this, this is isn't happening in time for you to get a bet down on tonight's no, game. No, God,
0: I wish it were. <laughs> uh, Jeffson Gig Harbor, Jeff, what's for lunch? Uh,
4: simple turkey sandwich and carrot
0: sticks. All right, healthy. Thumbs up, thumbs down on the gambling news today by the Supreme Court. You a gambler? Oh, yeah, but, uh, this isn't being recorded, right? No, no so, not, yes, it's being recorded, Jeff, but we will hide, <laughs> we will hide your identity. It's Jeff and Gig Harbor, no, I, uh, and he's having a turkey yeah, sandwich. I, I and gamble,
4: cards. I gamble all the time, um, <laughs> offshore account, but, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have it a little easier. Just, yeah. Uh, it makes games that you don't really care about, uh, you know, you know unless it's your team, of makes course. it a little more interesting to have a little action on it. So, yeah, I'm all for this. Yeah. forward to making it easier. Yeah, thanks, so.
0: Jeff. I appreciate it. You know what? Listen, I used to be even when Gregoire passed this, and I was in on on Bovada before, mm-hmm. and I would when we could we we could sports uh, gamble online, and then Gregoire went away with it. For some, I don't know how it was grandfathered in. I don't know how it was working, but I was still being able to place bets. But then it eventually, finally, it figured itself out, and it just said you can no longer like deposit any more money right. in here. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean. You know, the guy, my wife is in a, in a, um, in a, like a, what do you call it? It's a financial club mm-hmm. where they pull money. They're like a big consortium. They pull right. money together and they do stocks. Right, sure. Yeah, I know a lot of people do that. Well,
1: this I'd is like the to, same I'd thing. I'd like
0: to do that with a group of eight buddies. And I have a buddy that does it with his friends. Yeah. So they have a consortium. They each you know, have a certain amount of money going in and they all get together once a week and they lay out. We're putting money on this team, on that team. We're taking the under here. Yeah. And they do it all season long. Uh, as right.
1: opposed to stocks where you put a lot of money in and then you probably don't know why you won or lost. Right. There's transparency. I lost because that knucklehead yes. pucket couldn't catch a cold and they keep throwing the ball to him. Yes. So you know why you, or I won because look at this. It, you know, you, you get an idea.
0: Yeah. We're going to catch up with uh, Brian Bosworth in our next segment. Uh, he'll reflect on the life of his coach who passed away uh, yesterday. Uh, Chuck Knox, the boss. Next.
2: Bucket and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk.
0: Uh, let's give the uh, the gift card. We didn't do it. Uh, Victor, can we give it to Victor? From uh, so He gets the uh, Other Coast Cafe gift card uh, for participating in lunch with listeners. We were talking about gambling in our last segment. Joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, he is out in our sports bit. A picture of him, the Land of Boz. Uh, pictures picture is in our sports bit. He joins us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Uh, number 55 in your program, number one in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Brian Bosworth. <laughs> and Brian, I, I'm going to say the same thing. We, we told Claire Farnsworth, uh, earlier today who joined us, also Eugene Robinson, that we love having you on. We wish it was different circumstances. Uh, but you were, uh, you of all the people that I saw on, on Twitter and social media, you, you mm-hmm. had such a great, uh, tribute and, you know, some words uh for uh, chuck dotts you, you said him, you had a picture of you and him embracing and and right. how much he meant to you tell our listeners just what the man meant to you
5: well i mean he was when you when you buy on to a to a program and a philosophy um and and that's what i did when I met with Chuck and he came down and, and visited with me before I signed on to be a Seahawk, I knew exactly what kind of cloth he was cut from and it just I, I just so much respect for him and I knew how much work was going to have to go in in order to earn this man 's respect and it wasn 't a gift that was just going to be handed just because you know you I happened to be the number one pick that year or you know awards or whatever it was going to be a continual constant preparation of effort and 100% commitment into um, you know what Chuck was all about and that was just prepare yourself to play hard every single Sunday and we'll have a chance to win and you know I just I just loved everything about him he he was the first coach to just kind of pull me aside especially that first week and you know, we played against Denver and I made those He'll advise comments against, you know, John Elway and the guys. And, you know, it just was a wrong time. And, you know, he he could have handled it in so many other ways, but he used it as a learning situation for me and just said, hey, that's not the way we do things here. And, and you know, of course, we, we didn't play well that opening game. I think we got beat 40 to something. But we we then I used those tools and, and what he said and the encouragement that he gave me about – you know i don't want to hear what you say i just want to see what you do type of mentality and it, we followed up the very next year same you know same place in, at denver had the opening weekend there and we went in and much different um you know outcome we won 21 to 14 and just the journey to go through it with him and an interrupted relationship that i had with him because I my mean, first year we you know played two games and then boom we're on strike and you know, to develop a relationship with head coach, you want to be around him as much as possible. And um, he was just one of those guys that reminded me a lot of my grandfather that I just never, ever wanted to disappoint him. I had a lot of respect for him.
1: Compare and contrast him a little bit with your college coach because Barry Switzer obviously uh, loved the flamboyance that you brought in the town. He loved the talent you had more than anything at Oklahoma. Two different guys there, Switzer and Knox, but both remarkably successful in their chosen field what, did, did they have any
5: similarities absolutely work ethic was was first and foremost um mm-hmm. Barry, you know, was, you know, he, he liked to strut and walk and talk and back it up. And he, he loved that limelight. Chuck was a man of very few words, but the words that he said meant something. And if they if they were pointed at you, you better listen because they're meaningful words. And and I loved, you know, sitting in the meetings and, and listening to Chuck come in and he'd throw out his colloquialisms and it was just, they were so poignant. You know, there were very few words. But they were so important and matter of fact to what was going on at that moment with our team to either get us up, keep us up, pull us you know, forward, you know, stop the avalanche from happening. Whatever the circumstance, he had a way of making it calm and give us, giving us a sense of direction because he was our general.
0: What is that when when you came into the league, uh, Brian? Again, Brian Bosworth uh, is our guest, a former linebacker for the Seahawks, joining us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, looking back on the life of of Chuck Knox. Because I've heard so many people say this, and again, as a young kid when I was watching the team play, I, I never you know, I never got to see the inside of of Chuck Knox and what he was like. But listening to you and former teammates Paul Moyer, Dave Wyman, describe him as as such a a players' coach that behind the scenes he was so he embraced you guys so much as players. When, but when I, when I watched him and then I saw you, I'm like, how does someone as flamboyant as you, de- how did Chuck Knox deal with that? Because Chuck Knox was man of very few words, the steel jaw, he's from Pennsylvania, blue collar, and then you come rolling into town. How did, how, did you guys mesh right away? Did it take a while? But that relationship with you two, obviously it was very special. It was only a few years, uh, but he had a huge impact, but that, that would be, awesome to see the first encounter between you two
5: man he he saw past the haircut and the collars and the purple coat and all the loud mouth stuff he saw past all that our first meeting when he came down with with mike mccormick uh he pulled me aside and my agent went over and and was smooth talking mike and doing whatever he was doing but chuck pulled me to the side and and uh, he he was very reverent with me. He he sat me down. Um, he was very serious about the meeting. Uh, he he wasn't about the hype. Um, he he took me back through his coaching career and all of the great players that he coached in Buffalo and the great players he coached at um, at the Rams and the great players that he had assembled there in Seattle. And he was truly excited about building. Uh, a tougher stronger uh just just a grittier team because that's who he was. He built his team around his personality and I just love that about that he sat down and he just talked heart to heart with me. He got past all of the fluff and he knew that if if there was fluff, he would have walked away from that meeting and said, Mike, let him go. He's not going to help us, but he wanted me there and at the end of that meeting, I wanted to be part of that team and I wanted to be part of his family and when when that time came and we got the doctor's confirmations that, hey man, the shoulders are done, we can't fix them, like there's no surgery, there's just, I'm sorry, it's over. Uh, I remember sitting in his office and we both shed tears um, because it meant something devastating to me, but it was devastating to him too because we missed out on an opportunity to have a great coach-player relationship for years to come. and. You know, we were banking on a lot of success. We just won, you know, the AFC championship that year. And, and, and I just, I just loved the emotion that he, he could give as a raw human being behind the doors, but had that stoic oak tree type you know stance standing on that sideline if he just shifted his weight just a little bit then you knew you better you better make the next play count and that was just the kind of man he was he just was just a heavyweight when it came to NFL greats
1: he clearly impacted your life despite the fact you weren't together that much it's funny Brian when I was coming in today and, and we were hey, we're going to have Boz on I'm like you know really was was he there long enough and it's clear you know, your your voice it's sincere that are, are you surprised that 30 years later he still kind of has this impact on you? I mean, he, he really, really did a lot with just a little time with you in terms of affecting your life.
5: When you buy into a relationship with a coach, I mean, it's no different than my relationship I had with my father, no different than the relationship when I had with with Coach Switzer, no different than the relationship I have with my savior. It's it's the same. You give everything, all trust, to the man that, that, that signs on. You know to be your coach, and he was my coach and so whatever he said i did and and I think thats it speaks to the high character of uh, quality of the human being that he was because you look at the players that he had and the impact that he had on him we didn 't have a bunch of knuckleheads running around doing things, getting arrested, you know just you know that wasn 't that wasn't the mentality. It, that was the atmosphere of a Chuck Knox football team. Chuck Knox was about the NFL, and it was the the you know the Don Shula's, the John Maddens, the you know the Levi's, the Chuck Knowles, just that old style. We're going to come to work. You're going to be a professional. You're going to put a hard hat on. You're going to bring a lunch pail, and we're going to go to work and we're going to get prepared to to play this next game. And I don't know if we're going to win it but by god we're going to give all we can to win this game because we know how hard it is to win in the NFL and uh, we cherished every moment that we won uh, and we picked each other up and he was the first one to be in the locker room picking us all up when we lost and said hey let's get back to work we'll meet you on Monday and we're going to get this thing this train back on the tracks and we're going to start start toward another W and um i just loved his enthusiasm and and just his just his grit he made the NFL Something's very special for me. In that very short period of time, it made me really um, just appreciate that small window of blessing that I got. I wish I could have had more, but I couldn't have picked a better coach to have it under.
0: Brian, what was that? What was the memory that first came to mind, or a story when, when you heard the news yesterday about his passing?
5: Uh, it was just sadness. Just my heart. Um, you know, just deflated a little bit. You know, just there's just so few men in your life that can, you can look back on that have a solid impact that, you know, today, you know, if Chuck saw me, would he be proud of the man that I turned out to be? Because I'm not the man that he had, that I was before he he got me. He turned and molded me into something better than I was. And, you know to have that kind of interaction with another human being and then to see that that interaction wasn't just a unique special moment with me it was a unique special moment with every player he had that's just who chuck was he spread the chuck knocks around everybody and everybody that got a chance to interact with him uh is better off for it well, I guarantee you'd be proud of you uh, today, Brian,
0: no, no doubt about it. It was great catching up with you. Like we said in the beginning, hopefully it was under uh, different circumstances, but he obviously had a huge, huge impact on your life and the rest of your teammates. Uh, so our heart goes out to to you guys uh, mourning uh, the loss of your head coach. It was great to catch up with you. Let's do it again soon.
5: Absolutely. Well, celebrating his uh, his – right now he's up there in heaven and he's – he is ground chucking God's heavens, <laughs> heavens, turf right now. I know he is. It's, he's, you he's know, that's just what's, what's what he's doing. So I'm looking forward to getting up and, and playing for him again. All right. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. All right, guys. All right, All right. buddy. There he is,
0: uh, Brian Bosworth, uh, who can only play three years uh, under Chuck Knox. But boy, what an impact the guy had on his life! I mean, because I said to you, I was like, "God, what's Bos gonna?" This was that was fantastic. He he was great. Um, All right, we'll take a break. We will come back, uh, Ian. Uh, We'll we'll find out what's happened on his show. Come at one o'clock. I know he's going to have some some great stories because one, uh, he worked at Como when the 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 bit we've been playing all day long. uh, He was uh, he was a part of that that Chuck Knox show when. Ian was right out of college working there for Como News. We'll find out what's happening on his show and get you set for the Mayor of Maple Valley coming up at 1 o'clock.
2: Tune in tonight for Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. Rockets Warriors tip off at 6 on your home for the NBA Finals. Seattle's Sports Radio 950, KJR.
5: You know me, I've been winning pro football games for years, but most people still think my place is on the sidelines. That's why I wanted my own TV show. Now, every Monday night, I can show you what's important on the field and off. Seahawks strategies, player profiles, my picks for next week. And to make sure no one's just sitting on the sidelines, I want you to make the calls. The Chuck Knox Show. Don't go to bed Mondays without it.
0: The Chuck Knox Show. Uh, Ian Furnessa joining us. Uh, find out what's happened on his show. Come on top there. You remember working on the Chuck Knox Show?
6: Yeah. How I... old were you? Uh, Twenty. Three to twenty seven ish, probably. Okay. I was uh, I was an associate producer, sports producer at Como and You're just out of college, just out of college. Well, I drove, so we drove. I drove the live truck for a year, uh, and then I grovelled my way into the sports department. But when, so we would travel every week, either myself or our executive producer Graham Crow. One of us would be with Washington, one of us would be with the Seahawks, we kind of alternated, so we both did about half the games. And our job was to go on the road and, and get all the sound and shoot all the highlights. Our, our, we had a fo- couple great photogs. Rob Weller, who's still actually sure. doing some stuff here for ESPN as a freelancer. Randy Nielsen, uh, John Larsgaard, some great photogs. And we would go on the road and, and shoot the highlights, come back. because th- If I remember right, we had to use our own highlights for the Chuck Knox show, which later morphed into the uh, Brian Millard and Dave Craig and then Eugene Robinson shows. Uh, <laughs> it was a Kurt Warner show for a year uh, as well. What happened to the coach's show? Well, what, where did that those was, go? Because now, did you guys not
0: have on at the him. same
6: time? Well, we paid him the Don James show. Yeah, the Don James show was on, uh, for, for, and then it went to thirteen. Key Shipman did it for the last few okay. years. But yeah, we had Don James show for a long time, and then with Bruce King hosting both of those. You know what? A lot of it was money. It was it was like those guys. That's how they made their extra. That's how they made money it was through that. Um, and, and if remember when you're playing that, the one thing if if you're you're barely old enough, I am old oh, enough, right. and and those are old enough to remember. The reason we did the Chuck Knox, Kurt Warner, Dave Craig, all these other shows on Monday night was because we had to bridge a gap between the end of Monday night football and the 11 o'clock news. And people were saying, wait a second, the 11 o'clock news. Yeah, because we delayed Monday night football. Monday Night Football was on tape delay on Como? My dad, how my dad made money. My
0: dad would gamble on it with his buddies who didn't realize it was delayed. He would listen to it on the he'd listen to it. (laughs) He'd listen on the radio and be like, "Hey, uh, you know Ed, you know second half right now. I like the Steelers against the Cowboys.
6: What do you think?" Okay, fine, whatever you say, Bill. And then he would bet with his buddies on that. Those were always my favorite Mondays. uh, Going in and sitting in that office, that little little hallway an office we had with Bob Rondo, Rick Meter, Bruce King, Graham Crow, myself, and. Oh, I don't know, about 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, when the game's underway, before the Internet, before any of this stuff, uh, people call it, well, where's the game? Why is it delayed? Why are you guys, you're the only station in the country delaying it? No, that's not true. K2 is as well in Portland because we own them too. Yeah. <laughs> it was all part of Fisher what do you, Broadcasting. What,
0: what, what's, I know you, I don't want you to, you know, you save it for 1 o'clock, right. but is there a, I asked Bosworth this at the end, like what was when you heard him passing? Yeah. What was your first thought? I mean, my very first thought was just sitting in the 300 level, yeah. Watching those, those were my
6: favorites. Oh, uh, I, I, you know, he was bigger than life to me. No. Especially, I mean, as mentioned, I was 23 when I first started, was around those guys. I've got a great story when Bruce set me out to go talk to him once at a book signing on a Monday. Uh, he wasn't doing the show that year, but uh, it was after one of his. Was it after a loss? No, it was after one of his cornerbacks decided to drive his car over an embankment. <laughs> coinciding with beating up his girlfriend, oh, um, so he was in a good mood. God bless you, Patrick Hunter. Um, oh, yeah, and he, Bruce. Hunter. Yeah, I got a great story on that because okay. I've never been more scared to go interview somebody than that, and oh, it was a good ending. Anyway. I He's couldn't great. imagine. He was so intimidating, and to hear
0: now his players, just like, oh, he was like the sweetest guy, like behind oh. the scenes.
6: I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a guy on it too that played briefly for him. Not a big name, but a high school coach in this area who I saw him tweet something yesterday. And I thought it was important because certainly all his star players have their stories about him. But if you can influence a guy that was just a bit player years and years later who passes that down to his t- his kids, which this gentleman does, I, I want to talk to him about the influence cool. of Chuck Knox all the way down to today's high school kids. All right, what else you got going on? Um, there's something about gambling, I think. Oh, uh- what a great day. Andrew Brandt's going to join us awesome. uh, from MMQB. He's oh. uh, kind of the guy on that subject. He'll join us about 145. I'm trying to wrap my arms around like everybody else is, how this is going to work, and nobody knows, but it's going to be a lot of fun to talk Just about. let me gamble on my phone. That's
0: all I want. You bet. Uh, Thanks so much to everyone that joined us today. Claire Farnsworth, great catching up with him. Eugene Robinson, Brian Bosworth. Uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Also, special thanks to Chad Beck, who was in studio with us here for three hours. Chad was a, a great sport. Hopefully we treated him uh, nicely. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Brad Adam from Sports. So join us for his weekly visit at 11 o'clock. The mayor's next.
4: No shirt, no shoes, no
5: ties. No
0: Anybody like to smoke some pipe? I was born to love
5: you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my best for? We'd like to send me out a mail. Mother
4: of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>